0: Understood by none, loved by many. If you feel like you've never really been understood, but are loved by many, and can't really seem to figure things out, or don't really understand why, something feels different, not really sure what it is, then keep listening. The show will talk about life, love, philosophy, perspectives, and many more things. My name is Ajin, and I will be your host, and I hope I can keep you entertained. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Understood by None, Loved by Many. I was thinking, I was thinking of what I could talk about for the first episode. I feel like there's an itch inside of me to discuss something. And I feel like I want to say something that is useful to people, not just anything. But then again, I feel like a lot of things have already been said. And I'm pretty sure it's really difficult to find something completely new to say. So I just want to put a disclaimer out there that this is nothing new, but I'm just going to give my spin on it. I was thinking, of know, what's the best thing to talk about? Is there really such a thing as the best thing? I don't know. But what should be my first topic? I mean, they do say first impressions make a lasting impression. So I guess it takes this first episode. Oh shit, I probably already... Hopefully I didn't lose anyone yet. It will get better. But if you're still here and listening, then let's get into it. My first episode is going to be about becoming yourself. See, funny thing is, I haven't really understood this for a long time. And I was trying to figure out for a very long time who I am and what does it mean to be me? Like, am I just a person here with a body? Is there something called a soul that's inside of me? I don't know. I just couldn't figure it out. And I think from a younger age, I had this complexity of trying to understand who I am, what my purpose is. And there'll be so much waves. I'll just be like, this wave of ups and downs. Some days it will feel great. I'll feel like I have everything figured out. I feel like I have life figured out and everything just seems great. And then there's other days where everything feels extremely heavy. I feel like I don't understand a single thing and I don't understand the purpose of life. And so I think there was this constant extremes that I would be struggling and kind of juggling in between. And, you know, at My very younger days, I really didn't know how to explore or even what it meant of being yourself or becoming yourself. And so naturally, I think at a younger age, when you don't understand yourself or you don't quite understand what your purpose in life is, what do we do? We start to resort to other things. We start to try and experiment with many different things. And, you know, for some of us, that is more of a healthy healthy route. Maybe you join different clubs in school. Maybe you join different external curricular activities, find a passion, photography, movie, something that you're into and you kind of build upon that. And for me, it didn't exactly go like that. I turned more to smoking weed and drinking alcohol. And I think at a younger age, uh, when you start doing that, you don't quite understand yourself. And quite frankly, probably... Don't even understand the full effects of alcohol or drugs. I mean, whatever effects it really has on us. And so when it gives you that feeling, we all know that feeling, the feeling that when you're not in reality and, you know, whatever feeling it gives to you, because ideally it gives everyone different feelings. And for people that feel like it gives such a great feeling, you know, the one that you're separated from reality over time, you learn that it really doesn't do anything for you. All it does is provides a temporary escape. And, you know, eventually I, I understood that it doesn't serve me any purpose. It didn't even help me figure out who I am. You know, you have this idea that when you do drugs, they could take you to this, you know, self-discovery path. But it doesn't do that. So what did I do next? I continued exploring without... The substance abuse. Read a lot of self-help books over time. At one point, self-help books seemed like they were so great because, and they were at the time, definitely has helped me come forward a lot and learn different perspectives, different strategies, different methods. But eventually, self-help books were also just an escape for me, at least. Felt like each time I read one book, each book had given me a set of strategies or a set of things to do to you know, find my purpose or a way to live, a guide to live. But the problem is when you switch from one book to the next, well, there are two ideas I have here. One is it felt different because sometimes you get different ideas. So it's like you read one book, it tells you to do one set of things. Whereas you read another book, it tells you another set of things. But then at the same time, it felt like a lot of them had the same underlying message. So eventually I stopped reading a lot of books. I turned to philosophy because I thought philosophy, it seemed like philosophers had a way of doing things. had a way of questioning things and felt like I was able to connect because I loved questioning things and I loved to think about things. Anything really. I like going into the depth, the questions, the thoughts and more than what it is on the surface level. So I may still not have figured out entirely who I am because I feel like that can potentially be a lifelong process and that's okay. But I've also learned that it doesn't make sense to just be myself because I'm constantly growing. My thoughts are constantly changing. My beliefs are constantly evolving. Everything about me is consistently changing. Of course, I get older every year, so my age is, of course, also going up. But apart from that, we don't think about it quite often and we don't notice it as often. Every year we get older, we have a birthday to recognize that. We're now a year older, but we don't often recognize when our thoughts are changing or when our belief system change or values change. Any any of those things don't aren't noticed as a visual change, for example. If we if I went and got my hair colored or hair dyed, it's an explicit change. So I realize to say be yourself doesn't quite make sense to me because yourself is not a constant state of being. It makes more sense to me to say becoming yourself because we're consistently changing, we're consistently growing. But I do believe as we grow older, we're growing closer to becoming that self. And I'm not saying that it's ever gonna come to a point where, you know, this is it, now you're just you and you're never gonna change. No matter how old you get, I always believe there's something to learn and there's still gonna be change happening. So you're gonna consistently work towards becoming yourself. But as you get older, Things get a little bit less confusing. I think we start to take more clear stances on what our morals are, what our perspectives are, what our beliefs are, which in turn guides our life. And as we get older, we are consistently shaping the path of our lives. We get into a more narrower path for life i think that naturally happens as we're as we make choices it leads to other choices and sometimes we never know how a choice we made at one point in life will lead us to somewhere else and it may not make things don't always align or make sense in a moment but if we look back i do think that we'll be able to connect the dots and pieces and create our own story of how we became to be so of course what's an episode of talking about yourself if i'm not going to share my thoughts or perspectives on what it is that will help us become ourselves now this is not any definite way and it's just a just just my thoughts and just my perspectives and they may not be anything new Maybe you've heard it a thousand times or you've heard it in a hundred different ways from a hundred different people, but I'm just going to put my spin on it. And if you like it, great. If you don't, for any reason, that's also okay. So as I mentioned, becoming yourself is a process. And I think one of the first steps we should start doing is evaluating our morals and our perspectives and our beliefs that we have. Because the truth is, since a young age, since we're born, we have had many influences in our lives. I like to think of it like when you're born, you're born with a clean slate. But then you have life, you have your family, you have your friends, you have movies, TV shows, all of these external sources writing on that clean slate. And each time they write on that clean slate, those thoughts, those ideas, those beliefs start to form our beliefs, our ideas, our thoughts. And As people rewrite and you know, as there's more things that grow on the slate, those ideas may become meshed or may evolve and it consistently changes. But until we start to evaluate those ideas, those beliefs and those thoughts, we can't really own them. They don't really become ours yet. Because the truth is how often do we look back at our belief systems and question them? We believe things and a lot of times we might not even know why. How often do we look back at a belief and wonder, why is that the case? Do I actually believe it? Does it make sense to me? Is it applicable to my life? Do I align with that? And I think until we start to do that, we can't really know what we really truly agree with. So I think it's important we take that time out, take that time out to actually evaluate your thoughts. The next time you have, the next time you come across a belief, question it hey, why do I believe this? Does it make sense to me? Does it align with where I am in life right now? All my experiences in life right now, does it align with this belief? Does it seem like it makes sense to me? And if it does, then that's great. Now you can actually, now you actually know why you believe that or why you're, you've you given that belief a purpose, a reason why it makes sense, why it matters to you. And in turn, that belief now serves you a purpose because it can become a part of your identity in one sense forms who you are at least now you're able to know why you believe that and why it makes sense to be a part of you the same thing goes for thoughts or morals right until we start to question until we start to question our morals we might not really know why we believe certain things or why we accept certain values and you know it may seem like it's tough to question the values we built up over time, especially if we've never questioned them. All of a sudden question our values, it, it might seem like a lot and it might seem very confusing and could seem scary. But based on my experience, the more you question your values, the more you're able to make sense of it. And I don't believe that anyone should adopt a value they don't believe in. But at the same time, You don't have to disregard a value because you don't completely believe in it. I think values itself should always be questioned and it should always be changed to what makes sense to you. What I mean by that is if we take any value that was passed down by family or society or culture or religion that we may not entirely believe in, we don't have to disregard it completely. But if part of it makes sense to you, then the part that makes sense to you can still be part of your values. But you don't have to take the entire entirety of what is passed down to us. Next, failure. This this is an interesting topic because I think quite often in society, there's this shame around failing. We don't want to be seen as a failure. I mean, in most societies, societies I think we're pushed towards success. And if you live in a cap capitalistic society, you're taught that if you work hard and you're the best in your field, then you can pretty much achieve anything you want, which is great or good or maybe neither. But the problem is we're put into an institution from a young age and the institution is designed to build out people to go into different streams and different parts of society and become contributors in various areas. But the institution is built for people that can succeed on grades. Success in these schools are measured by the grades you get. And in turn, those grades determine what post-secondary schools you go to. What programs you get into, which determines what kind of career you end up in. What I feel like is sometimes missing is the encouragement when someone fails. Instead of encouraging someone when they fail, as a society, there's a shame around it. But instead of labeling people in society, why don't we encourage them, help them grow? Now, this may seem like a soft topic, but the reason I bring this point up is becoming yourself means exploring. As I mentioned earlier, of course, exploring your values, thoughts, beliefs is great. But living among society means that you're going to have a career at some point. And it doesn't have to be a career. But part of living a fulfilled life, at least, is probably important to most people. But part of becoming who yourself truly means experimenting with different prospects in life. It might mean trying different things. Programs in school. It might mean trying different careers. It might mean exploring different hobbies. The reason I brought the shame culture up is we live in a society that may put you down when you try something new. And when, or if you're trying different things, they may think you're not serious or they may think you're not serious in life and that you're just, you know, trying a bunch of different things. Don't listen to anyone. Don't let anyone hold you back. Don't let their beliefs become your actions. You should determine who you are and part of that might me might mean trying 10 different fields of careers or 10 different business ideas before you hit that one great business idea or find 10 trying 10 different passions before finding what you truly are passionate about and the more you try the closer you become finding that thing that will drive you and make you who you are so, don't be afraid to fail. And most importantly, don't be afraid to try again and try again. Honestly, one of the most challenging parts of becoming yourself is feeling like you haven't understood yourself yet. And it's pretty challenging because we so badly want to understand ourselves. I can't speak for everyone, but at least I did. And maybe not a lot of people might come and openly say it, but we all want to have an identity of some sort, a passion, a career, field of study morals, values, beliefs, anything. And being able to understand yourself is one of the probably best feelings. Maybe liberating in one sense. Because the more you understand yourself, the more you're able to live life to the fullest. That's the truth. And I feel like I spent a major part of my life not understanding myself. Never really felt understood by myself. Nor did I feel like I was really understood by the society at large. Always felt Like I was outside looking in. But the truth is, if we start looking inside first into ourselves and exploring ourselves, then we can finally start to look outside the world. We can finally start to look at the world from inside out. And to me, that's a great feeling. And just because we may not be understood by anyone, we may not feel like we're understood by society or by people around us, it doesn't mean that we're not loved. It's very possible... To have many people around you and be extremely loved, but still may not feel understood. That's why I've decided to title my show called "Show as Understood by None, Loved by Many. I think a lot of us can feel that. We may feel like we're understood by no one, but we may at the same time be loved by many people. And with that said, my first episode is coming to an end. So Once again, just to recap, becoming yourself. What does it mean? Evaluate your morals, thoughts, values, beliefs make it your own. And two, fail. Don't be afraid to fail and try, try, try again. I would like to thank everyone for listening. And if you made it this far, I hope you really enjoyed it. I will see you next week with a new episode.